0: you need a
1: little bit of nasty don't you they're the little battles you need to win if Munster wanted to win this game he lives and breathes line out how do they pick themselves up from this
0: the Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil
1: Briggs subscribe to the rugby channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now You're
2: welcome along Great to have you with us This Wednesday evening Joe Malloy with you Very happy to say as well Keith Earls will be Along with us For tonight's Wednesday Night Rugby Coming at the earlier time Of half past seven That is because The Hurling Championship Starts with a bang This weekend So between eight and nine We have some stellar Hurling conversation Eddie Brennan Jamie Wall Dennis Walsh of the Sunday Times all on board after 8 o'clock on the football show meanwhile Dion Fanning with us Liverpool Man City in action also on the show Nick Miller discusses his piece on the athletic the education of Eric Ten Hag Eric Ten Hag has now agreed terms with Manchester United so looking forward to chatting with Nick between 9 and 10 as well 53106 the text number we are at off the ball on Twitter Richie McCormick hello Joe good evening Adrian Barry on the show. Hello, Adrian. Joe, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can. Is my,
3: my Do I sound really weird? Because you're sounding very weird.
2: No, you sound okay. Excellent. How that am I sounding?
3: Well. Amazing news. You sound as if you're like, um, you know, you've had a couple of You know, you've had a nice relaxed evening, Joe. And uh, (laughs) I will word that. It's like uh, really long, elongated. But we can work as long as you can hear me. OK, that's absolutely fine.
2: OK, now you sound good. And I'm hoping I sound OK out there, Mick. All good in here. Yeah, we're happy. It's all me. All you. Uh, Word of warning, Adrian. The fish dies by the mouth. That's just a little bit of advice for you there. OK. That was my reaction, too. So Diego Simeone is hitting back at his critics because it seems that nobody was overly impressed with the Atletico performance away to Manchester City in the first leg. Amongst those unhappy, Arrigo Sacchi. We had uh, Marco van Basten criticising Simeone and he says, I've been a coach since 2005. I've never talked down to a colleague of mine or talked badly. And he said, like my dad said, the fish dies by the mouth. It's a saying. Talk is cheap, talk is free, everybody can talk. We all have our opinions, but I don't talk badly of colleagues. I just think, Adrian, you might do worse than remember that before you open your <laughs> mouth over the next 25 minutes. The fish dies by the mouth.
3: Is it? Is it something to do with that, about like, keep your mouth shut?
2: I presume so, yeah. Um, I'd never heard it but, before, just me.
3: I'd never heard it before. No. Oh, there might be something, uh, a nuance of translation there. An expression in one country, Joe, obviously doesn't always carry over. Um, but like, look, um, I don't know. Who knows what happens tonight? It might take on a slightly different tenor than it did the last day. Maybe it won't either. That's that's their style of football. And maybe, like, uh, not maybe at all, but a 1-0 uh, defeat at City is not. Uh, plenty of better teams than them will go and get beaten there yeah. this season. So, um, you know, I'd say in the grand scheme of things, when he actually sat down, whatever, like we're, we, maybe maybe all of that ignores what actually happened in the game um, and that that style of play isn't necessarily um, going to win the day. He has been talking about like maybe playing a bit more aggressively. I don't know. Does aggressive mean uh, more attacking? Probably not really.
2: Mm. Well, that is the question hanging over this fixture. Not a single shot on goal at the Etihad. They obviously will have to score at some stage this evening. So that was Simeone. Uh, Just looking at Jurgen Klopp ahead of this game, he's headed for what I'm anticipating will be a very, very tetchy post-match interview with Des Kelly on BT Sport again very, Hmm. very soon. So he is (laughs) bemoaning the fact that if Liverpool get through this evening, which they should against Benfica, they will now play Villarreal, not Bayern Munich, of course, Villarreal in the semi-final. And they will play Villarreal followed by Newcastle Saturday lunchtime kickoff away so Klopp talking yesterday if we get through tomorrow and we have a semi-final and then BT and the Premier League thought we should have Newcastle away at 12.30 he said find me another league in the world another broadcaster in the world who would put that team in at 12.30 so this was uh, pretty much the meet and drink of his press conference yesterday so uh, Des Kelly come armed in a couple of weeks time Uh, Klopp had that conversation with Des Kelly for about six weeks running uh, a couple of seasons ago.
3: Yeah, and uh, look, at the, the Liverpool team is fascinating. He's named like an FA Cup team, hasn't he? And, yeah. Uh, is that, uh, was that the actual team? Which, uh, I don't know, like, you don't, you're don't, you not getting your excuses in early by picking that team. That's make or break. And funny because I think it was Des Kelly he was talking to before the last game, if I'm right, and they were talking about, you know, it'd be, it was he, was. he was saying, oh, it'd be great to get like a good result tonight and sort of have it wrapped up by the time the second leg kicks off and he was, no 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 we're not complacent but I mean wow well, you look at that team tonight and it's an FA Cup team in every sense of the uh, expression he's got like um, he obviously has all his firepower on the bench and he can call on that if needs be and they've got a lovely cushion and all that sort of stuff but like suddenly it goes 3-2 and it's uh, squeaky bum time
2: mm. The team this evening is by the way Allison and goal Gomez Kanade Matip and Simiskas I always struggle with the pronunciation of that name. Uh, Milner, Henderson, Nabiqueta, and then Jota, Firmino, Diaz. That's his team this evening. It's, it's still a very good team. Yeah, 3
3: 1
1: up. They're hardly hard home. up now, are they? Yeah.
2: No, and like most
3: of that team walk into most other city aside, uh, like starting 11s in the Premier League. But at the same time, <laughs> like, look at the bench Van Dijk, Trent, Robertson, Salah, Mane, Thiago. Yeah. Like, he, he, there's no, there isn't any getting away from it. It's a risk, isn't it? Like, it? It's a strong team. They'll probably get the job done. But he knows himself. Uh, and that team that he's named beat most teams in the Premier League. But mm. there, it is absolutely a risk at this stage of the competition. No question.
2: I suppose it is. He obviously deems it necessary. They've Man City at the weekend. Huge game. You would think at home, Anfield, two-goal cushion. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine, you would think. Jota, Firmino, Diaz. That doesn't, uh, (laughs) you know, it's not weaning things uh, too much. Milner, Henderson, Keita, they'll keep things relatively tight. They should be fine. Famous last words, though, especially when you're up against Real Madrid, Richie. That was the drama last night.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, and that's the salutary lesson I think that, that Liverpool will have to learn from tonight, but I, to be fair as good as Darwin Nunes is I don't think Benfica are of the same calibre as, of opposition as uh, Real Madrid and their remarkable uh, almost superhuman uh, capacity for fitness and all that kind of stuff last night, um, because that midfield for Benfica in particular is where Liverpool should probably make hay um, to be fair to them, Julian Weigel and Adel Terrap are not the most uh, in terms of uh, hard working, uh, mm-hmm. compared to what they're up against in Liverpool midfield tonight, uh, provided Jordan Henderson and, and James Milner stay the course tonight, that'll be grand, um, and should they should be fried enough chances for, this, for the front three. You would think. I don't think there's a, there's a comparative to Luka Modric sitting in that midfield. I don't think there's a finisher like Rodrigo similar to what we saw last night, and there certainly isn't a carrying Benzema in that in that Benfica team. And feel free to play this back at five to ten when Liverpool right. are out on, <laughs> uh, on aggregate. Um, but I just don't see it happen. Oh, we will Luca <laughs> Madrid uh Luca Madrigal's right foot is just uh, a thing. Too beautiful, really. It's a symphony, oh, all on itself. One of my my favorite my favorite memory from the job, uh, like apart, apart from covering Olympic games, course, course, um, was sitting during the last World Cup in the office when uh, John Giles was in and he was in for his regular half seven slot and he was going to stick around for the football show to see how uh, Croatia got on against I can't remember who they were playing in the group phase. It might have even been France. And at one stage, he just applauded Luka Modric for his fine midfield play while sitting in the office. And it wasn't like anything spectacular. It was just, you know, nice, neat and tidy midfield play. And John actually applauded Hmm. Luka Modric. So Hmm. that is probably the highest honour that you can get. I can only imagine his reaction to that assist last Mm -hmm. night.
2: Yeah, thing of beauty. We should get on with the news round then. Keith Earl's coming up this hour. The news round brought to you with Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day. News for the uh, Cork football team.
1: Yeah, uh, rather big news this evening. Cork football manager Keith Ricken is to take a sabbatical from the job due to personal reasons. Cork GEA in the past few moments have confirmed that those personal reasons are health-related. Uh, the news comes just over three weeks before the Rebels play Kerry in a Munster football semi-final. Rickon only appointed, of course, in October, succeeding Ronan McCarthy as coach John Cleary, is going to assume Rickon's duties on a temporary basis. Yeah. Uh, Cork and the rest of us uh, wish him well in his recovery. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Bob Arum then. After an yeah. extraordinary morning yesterday at Dublin City Hall, yeah. Bob Arum was on the station today. He was indeed, yeah. Bob Arum claims he was looking for an excuse to sever ties with Daniel Kinahan. The top ranked boss is co promoter of heavyweight champion Tyson Fury, to whom Kinahan is an advisor. Aram says he will honour the sanctions that have been imposed upon Kinahan and his connections, which mean that no American firms can do business with them. Despite Kinahan's links to Fury, Aram told this morning's News Talk Breakfast that he had no involvement in next week's title fight with Dillian White.
0: No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, I I have uh, partnered with uh, Frank Warren of Queensbury, uh, as we have in the past, and uh, 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 Frank and I, uh, uh, between us, uh, said that we didn't want Kinnahan to be involved in this. Uh, I think. He tried through Frank to become involved, and we wouldn't uh, allow that. Nothing to do with this, though. Nothing to do with uh, with uh, the U.S. government regulations. But he hasn't been involved in the in the uh, uh, fight with uh, Fury and White, and uh, he won't be. Uh, uh, involved at all uh, in that fight. But okay. that, again, is not related to this US uh, declaration.
2: Adrian, we had Conor Lally of the Irish Times on yesterday. He's been covering crime for 20 years and he said he couldn't remember a day like yesterday on the uh, job at Dublin City Hall. It was quite extraordinary. The uh, One after another, uh, international uh, high-level Uh, Spokespeople announcing various sanctions or saying fairly dramatic things and uh, well obviously it's now going to feed into the world of boxing as well. Indeed uh, one of the, uh, John O'Driscoll his name was said that uh, Kinnan's involvement in boxing had been further incentive, not that it was needed but further incentive to take down the group which was kind of a striking point and uh, well next couple of weeks going to be uh, very interesting to say the least.
3: Yeah, and uh, that in full interview in itself was a pretty interesting experience um, and bizarre in a lot of ways, given that what Bob, Ar- Bob Arum himself had said not that long ago in relation to the whole affair. Uh, very bizarre. But uh, that aside, like it is evidence that like that interview in itself is evidence that that uh, announcement yesterday is doing its job because that's exactly what, they, what they're what they looking to do, obviously, outside of the uh, end point of being able to take the action that they've spoken about, um, alienating alienating him from the thing that he's using to um, clean up his image mm. is exactly what they're after. And uh, and that's that's what they, because, I mean, despite what Bob Aram Bob was saying there, he was, by all indications of his own previous interview, very happy to have Daniel Kennan involved back the years Um so, yeah, look, it'll be interesting times and I think it's it's unlike some of the other stuff that's happened, there'll be more developments you assume as it uh, as it all plays out, like it's not, this isn't just one press conference and a bit of an announcement and we'll all turn our eyes away for a little while, but then once things are back to normal again, we can all jump back on board. I don't think it's going to be that and certainly from um, what Bob Aram is saying there, uh, boxing is walking away from him.
1: Richie, we mentioned the Liverpool team, you might give us Pep's team. Yeah indeed City looking to uh, or City will face a full one to Metropolitano this evening as they look to reach the Champions League semi-finals Atletico Madrid granted a stay on a partial stadium closure from the court of arbitration for sport today a section of the Atletico support allegedly made Nazi gestures in last week's first leg at the Etihad, but City will be allowed or Atletico will be allowed uh, those extra 5,000 fans inside the ground tonight City have a 1-0 lead to defend in the Spanish capital Real Madrid await the winners in the semi-finals a couple of changes on either side just the one for Atletico mind uh, Jan Oblak starts in goal they've then got a back three of Stefan Savic Felipe and Reynaldo with Marcus Llorente and Renan Lodi uh, providing the width. Jeffrey Condobia, Koke and the returning Thomas Lamar in in place of Sime Verschalko uh, are in the midfield and then up front the duo of Joao Felix and Antoine Griezmann uh, Luis Suarez is on the bench for City Edgerson starts in goal a back four then of Kyle Walker John Stones I'm Rick Laporte and Joao Cancelo Rodri Kevin De Bruyne and Ilkay Gundogan are in midfield and then the front three of Riyad Mahrez Bernardo Silva and Phil Foden OK, all very standard from Pep this evening. So updates across the evening,
2: in particular in that game. And Liverpool, you would think, in control of the tie against Benfica. Now, Kenny Shields has been, uh, I, I think he's apologised for the initial comments, Rich. Is that where we are?
1: Yeah, Northern Ireland manager Kenny Shields has apologised for these comments made after his side were beaten 5-0 by England at Windsor Park last night.
4: In the women's game, you'll have noticed, I'm sure you will, if you go through the patterns when a team concedes a goal they concede a second one within a very short period of time right through the whole lot, the whole spectrum of the women's game because girls and women are more emotional than men so they take a goal and in, they they don't take that very well so if you watch, you go through the stats which journalists love to do, you go through stats and You'll see teams conceding goals in 18 and 21 minutes, and then in 64 and 68 minutes, they group them because that's an emotional goal. So we conceded in 48, with three and seven minutes, was it, or three and nine on Friday? And we were conscious of that when we went one 0 down. We killed the game tried to just slow it right down because to give them time to get that emotional imbalance out of their head and, and that's a, that's an issue we have not just Northern Ireland but all the countries of that problem.
1: Shields, as you mentioned, has apologised for those comments and the offence caused by them. The former Derry City boss claims he is an advocate for the women's game in a statement via the IFA website today. But former Republic of Ireland goalkeeper Emma Byrne had this reaction to Shields' comments on this morning's OTB AM.
5: I think it's ridiculous, really, um, to say that <laughs> we concede um, consecutive goals because we're emotional on the pitch. That's, I think, that's a load of crap, to be quite honest. I, and speaking personally, uh, if, if we conceded a goal, actually, I was more determined to get it right and and to get possession back, and I wasn't. Uh, emotional about the goal so to speak, yeah I was emotional but about getting myself back in the game or getting our team back in the game and I think I was a, I don't agree with them basically, I don't agree with them and it's like in football in general after you concede a the goal the next few minutes are, are very important whether you're a man, woman, dog whatever um, it's really important because the other team are elated, they're confident they feel stronger and you have to try and get the balance back from that but it's not about being emotional it's about the flow of the game and and the balance of the game
2: (laughs) yeah it was quickly shot down at the kenny shields assertion adrian by pretty much everyone really yeah staff stuff wasn't it
3: like i don't know He, he might have been a bit emotional himself after the game After what had happened, like it was a sort of slightly bizarre conclusion for which there may be other explanations as to why that's the case in terms of the maybe the disparity between the haves and the have nots at that level of international women's football. But uh, I also felt that he was sort of excusing himself for the blame, wasn't he? It was like Mm. nothing to do with me, pal. I don't doubt that he's an advocate for women's football. Like, given his position, it'd be almost bizarre that he wasn't. And including that as part of your having to state that as part of your apology. Is um is weird, but like as Emma Burns turned it up brilliantly there, but um imagine the job that he has to do now with like a team that hadn't qualified for the World Cup and he's to go back into that dressing room and back into that group and try to bring them with him. Uh, in the in the context of those comments. She Emma had also said at the course of that interview that she knows some of the players and they'll be fuming about it. And I'd imagine as a group, they're probably fuming about it. And mm. you'd have to wonder about his future in that position. Hard to get that group with you, I would I would imagine after that.
2: Yeah, might make it tricky for Mitch.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a difficult one. Like Kenny is no stranger to to such comments. Like I remember um vividly his time tr- in charge of Derry City. We would have dealt with him a lot on the podcast, myself and Uchin Langer were doing at the time. And um yeah, a unique soul with unique views is, is one way yeah. of putting it. And not afraid to express them. It's like the worrying aspect of it, I guess, is trying to tie them in to some supposed uh, whatever stats he's he's gleaned uh, this viewpoint from uh, to try and make the assertion that those stats are tied to the emotional level or otherwise of uh, of female players is like it's bizarre. Like, I, it's like I don't think there would be any scientific correlation uh, between the two. So why he's tried to um, meld them in that point is 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 odd. And like one of the most frustrating points of this is like it, suddenly Kenny Shields' comments have become the most um you know troubling part of it whereas northern ireland they will be fuming obviously the players about the comments but they've had one of the best work of qualifying campaigns they can you know remember um they came close to getting a playoff place and um, probably a couple of results away from doing that and ultimately like the 5-0 is almost scrubbed from history now it's just all about their manager and their, his seeming view of women footballers uh, which belongs in the dark ages sadly
2: yeah, it was very strange on a few fronts. Like when he was drawing, when he was talking about the hammerings that are dished out in uh, female football of late. We've seen Ireland beat Georgia. It didn't strike me as a case of emotion. That's not the reason Georgia are losing. Like quality? the Liechtenstein teams of the nineties or Luxembourg. It wasn't like were they not? Were they? They weren't emotional for them. It was quality. But if a female team is beaten, it's quality. And then, even the consecutive goals point just jumped out to me like it, the, the game is famous for consecutive goals like were Bayern, yeah. Bayern Munich in 1999 suddenly emotional or were they not emotional because they were men but if it was a female team then they were emotional. Like all, human but beings yeah. are emotional. There is a, there is yeah. emotion in all of us is the point but like that you would look at Southampton Chelsea at the weekend and deduce that that was not to do with emotion but if it was Southampton women against Chelsea you would say that was to do with emotion. You can't, you know, you, you're just, you're airing your, your bias there and you're Given it some kind of faux statistical backup, when this is a footballing phenomenon, we see we see goals scored in quick succession for a multitude of, of reasons. So um, yeah, it's very odd. It's very odd. But look, he apologised. So I mean, at a certain point, I don't know. You just kind of uh, move on, maybe, and uh, see what they apologise the dressing room. And you know, I'm not going to lead the charge of the brigade here on anyone. Um, so that was Kenny Shields. Any last story you want to bring us?
1: Uh, Jameson Gibson Park cleared to play in Leinster's Heineken Champions Cup semi-final or last 16 second leg with uh, Connacht the scrum half faced a disciplinary committee last night having been cited for a challenge in Kieran Marmion during last week's first leg however the committee ruled that the tackle was not a red card offence which frees him to play on Friday at the Aviva
2: Okay, fellas we are right out of time Keith Earls is on the way Adrian Barry am I still thinking funny to you by the way?
3: I still, yeah, no, totally, yeah. I need to, there's, I need to get our best technical people on the case here, Joe.
2: Okay, uh, thank you very much, nonetheless. And Richie McCormack, thank you. Nice and loud.